You are listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day, we study God's Word, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God has given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio of Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church. If it's uh, near or around a Sunday, you can definitely check us out. Watch us online, or if you're within couple hundred miles of Deer Park, New York. It's worth the drive, right? That's what they say. A church alive is worth the drive. So we're studying through John chapter 12. We're going to close out chapter 12 today. Before we get started, I also want to invite you to download the Sound of Heaven app. You can also go to our website, like I said, soh.church, but go wherever you get your apps on your phone and download Sound of Heaven. Just type that in. won't be hard to find. And if you're listening anywhere where you get podcasts, uh, like, share, subscribe, click the notifications, leave a comment, and keep this going. So yesterday, we were talking through Jesus's uh, uh, conversation. We see people continuing to flock to him, and he says something interesting, and he says, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, and anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And we kind of dove into that because that could be a little bit confusing as to why you should hate your life. You shouldn't hate yourself. And it, that word hate there is not necessarily meaning despising your life. What it means is, that don't put your earthly life, your physical life before a greater purpose. And if you just hoard everything and you just continuously protect yourself and your own interest, what happens is that when you leave this earth, we, you don't leave with a legacy because you can't take anything with you. And nobody wants anybody standing around them saying, wow, here lies Jay. He only thought of himself. That's at least not what I want. And I give the example of my brother who laid down his life on the on duty as a police officer and how, you know, he put his life on the line, ended up getting shot and uh, wasn't able to continue. But what he did was he saved a mom and a son and now they're continuing. And the whole thing here, if you imagine a seed going into the ground and then multiplying, means sometimes our lives need to be put on the line and it doesn't have to be physical life. It could mean not doing the things that we want to do or, or, you know, maybe sacrifice sacrifices on a lot of different levels. And when we do that for the greater good, we can live a life beyond ourselves. So I just wanted to touch on that again. We're going to continue with John chapter 12, starting with verse 28. Then a voice came from heaven. This is all the same conversation as yesterday, right? This is not a new day or anything like that. This is uh, where Jesus, the last thing he said, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me in this hour? No, for this reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name, right? And we touched on the fact that sometimes you're going to get to places where it'd be easier to run away or just to quit. But you realize sometimes the challenging parts in your life, that's why you're here, is to overcome those things right? So th that's what Jesus says. And then this part says, then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said to, said it had thundered. Others 
had said an angel had spoken to him. So the crowd even heard something there. And Jesus said, that voice was for your benefit, not mine. Jesus already knew the father's voice. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world has been, will be driven out. Talking about Satan, right? The adversary to man is being driven out. How is he being driven out? By the truth. Darkness is in the world. Light enters the world. And wherever light enters, darkness cannot stay. Verse 32, and I, when I'm being lifted from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. He's talking about being lifted up on the cross. And when the crowd heard this, they said, we, we heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, you're going to have the light with you for just a little while longer. While you have the light, before the darkness overtakes you, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Jesus was explaining to them that their time was limited, that Eventually, he would go away. Now, we know that the early church rose up, but we also know that throughout all of the book of Acts was that there was a divide. And those were staying with the old covenant and those who were heeding the words of Jesus and following Jesus. And fast forward to 70 AD, about 40 years from the time that we're reading here, those that held on to the law, what happened was they remained in the temple. Rome came in destroyed that temple and killed everybody. But the remnant, those who believed in Jesus and believed the prophecies, knew to flee from the temple, to get out of there. So there's a lot of what we call eschatological ramifications there. If you've never heard that word before, that means end of the age, the end of the old covenant age was coming. And Jesus is telling them, you got you got the light for a little while. Don't get to the point where darkness overtakes you, right? The judgment was coming down on them. It was going to be in that generation. If you read Matthew 24, Jesus pointed to the temples and said, not one stone will be left unturned there. And that Israel was going to suffer a significant loss. And those who clung to the temple were destroyed with the temple in 70 AD. There's a little bit of history for you, but let's continue here. He's telling them, believe in the light so that you may become children of the light. And then Jesus goes away and hides himself. Verse 37, it said, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe. Because, as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn, and I would heal them. So. It was prophesied by Isaiah that this generation that Jesus was in was going to see all the things that, that could be seen, 
and yet refuse to have their hearts turn toward God. And we see exactly why that was. They wanted their way to continue. And it's important to point out here that Jesus himself said, I have not come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. The challenge is, is that these chief priests, they had a complete skewed version of the law. They were mad at Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. And I love what he says in another part of scripture. He says, which one of you, if, if your donkey or your horse fell in a hole on the Sabbath, wouldn't pull him out? He's pointing out to them that you will do things when, you're, when it's convenient to you, but you'll be self-righteous when doing the things that really matter. So Jesus was challenging them tremendously in these areas. And that was prophesied that it would happen that they would be blinded by their traditions, that their hearts would be hardened. And if you know, Jesus says often, those who have ears, let them hear. Those who have eyes, let them see. Talking about seeing with our spiritual eyes. Can you, do you want to see what God is really doing? Well, if you look at the world, it's hard to see that. But if you put your eyes on God, he'll reveal to you what he's doing through the good times and the bad. And Isaiah said this, verse 41, because he saw Jesus's glory and spoke about him. Isaiah, the prophet, a prophet is somebody who hears from God and then speaks it. He knew the glory of of Jesus and he tried to release it to Israel. And those who looked and said, you know what? This is what Isaiah was talking about. They were the ones that were able to continue with Abraham's covenant. They were the ones that were able to grab on to eternal life. They were the ones that were not killed in the fall of the temple in 70 AD because they heeded the words of Jesus. And the judgment for not doing so left them to their own demise. Let's continue. Verse 42, yet at the same time, even among the leaders believed in him. Many, even among the leaders, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear. They would be put out of the synagogue. Remember, the Pharisees said that. Anybody that sides with Jesus, you're out. It says, for they loved human praise more than the praise from God. And I want to hit on this just for a second here. It says, many among believed in him. But because they were afraid to acknowledge their faith because they would be thrown out, they didn't speak up. And it said they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Chasing earthly glory. You can see the narrative here. When you pursue earthly glory, you pursue temporary things. If you pursue the things of God, you may struggle momentarily here, but your purpose is greater. And they missed it, man. They missed it because they believed it who he was, but they didn't want to speak up. They had weak faith. Weak faith doesn't act. Faith without works is actually dead. So speak up about what you believe, not just with your words, but with your actions. I had a mentor in my life. He said it like this. He says, what you say I'm sorry, what you do speak so loudly, what you say I cannot hear. Let's continue and close this out. Then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. 
I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. That last day was the end of the age. And they all who did not heed the word of Jesus paid the price. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent and commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that this command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. So again, a lot to unpack here. But I just think about those who believed who Jesus was, but they were afraid to speak up. They were afraid to stand up for what they believed. And we can look at this in our life and just realize that Sometimes between today and yesterday, I think what we can pull out of you know, both of these studies is that there are going to be times where you have to do the tough things. There will be times where you have to speak up for what is right. You have to speak up for what is godly and not in a way that, that judges or tears down or destroys. Remember, everything Jesus did, he did it in love. Everything God does, he does it in love, but he does it. So we can't afford, as God's children on this on this earth that want to do things that are greater than anything that we can accomplish on our own, we can't afford not to speak up. We can't afford not to be a, a voice of faith. We can't afford not to act on what is right. Scripture says to know what is right and not do it is sin. And what does sin mean? Sin means to miss the mark. So if you want to hit the bullseyes in your life, there's going to be times where you're going to have to do what's hard and it's going to be worth it because it's going to lead to a life that goes beyond yourself. It's going to lead when that point in time, when you leave this earth and not that you need the glory of others, not that you need the praise of others, but by default, people are going to look and say, you know what? They lived beyond themselves. So don't keep quiet because you want the praises of man, because you want to fit in, because you don't want to get hit by the cancel culture. God's got your back. Be bold. Stand up. Speak up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you as we close out this study, as we close out this chapter. Give us the boldness to speak up, to stand up and to act, but to be doers of your word. To not just get together here, study and hear cool things about you, Lord God, but to actually act on our faith. Because we know that when we act on our faith, that your miraculous power comes through us and we can do things that are greater than we could ever do by ourselves. So we thank you and we promise to be as bold as we possibly can, to speak up where we need to and to act today on your behalf for your glory in Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church. And tomorrow we are going to start John chapter 13. Love you guys.